ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Welcome to Watch the Universe! Today's episode, Gremlins! What's that? No, I'll show you. This is my new pet. My dad gave it to me. Neat, what's his name? His name's Gizmo. Hi, Giz. He's a mogwai. favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm surprised you've never seen it. You've only I've never heard of seen it. it. Yeah, I've, I've it's yeah. I've I'm only also ever sh- heard of it. I'm also shocked that it disturbed the hell out of you. <laughs> I, it's not really my cup of tea. I thought at least Gizmo would win you over. Nah. But you were thoroughly disturbed by Gizmo. Nah, so. hated it. <laughs> what was it? It just looked ugly. Uh, it's supposed to be cute. I don't know. Yeah, like it's just disturbing. It's just <laughs> But what about it? Cuz most people love Gizmo. Okay. And we're not even talking about the creepy gremlins that are like old green and disgusting. That part's supposed to scare you. I don't know. Like, I guess it. I, I mean, I don't like. It looks like a like a Furby monkey. Uh huh. And it's just not. I don't. I don't. I don't like either of them. But that sounds adorable. A Furby monkey. I guess. Hey, if it sells, it sells. It's just I won't <laughs> be buying. <laughs> no, I think half the fun of watching this movie with you was you were never really. I hated it. It was never fun for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 like objectively, I was impressed by a lot of it, uh, a lot of the cinema, uh, the cinematography, the mm-hmm. filmography, the the props, the puppetry, and and uh, to a degree, some of the acting. Like for a silly movie, it's well made. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly it, a product of the '80s, and I could see it like. Res- I I know that it's resonated with a lot of people that grew up in this time, like you know, like in, in our age group. Mm-hmm. Man, I I'm so glad I didn't watch it as a kid, and I <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm upset that I watched it now. Well, maybe that's why I'm fucked up because I did watch this as a kid. Mm. Not only did I watch this as a kid, yeah. my mom saw this in the movie theater when she was pregnant with me. Oh, so you saw it in, when you were a fetus? Yes, I felt it. <laughs> uh. Maybe that says a lot about me, but I don't know because maybe that's why I love this movie. Did your mom like it? Yeah. Okay. I would say me and my mom love watching this movie. It's uh, yeah, for the we, most part, I, it's it's looked on positively. I I think I'm. I mean, I I, don't, I haven't really probed anyone for it. I didn't know anything going in. Yeah, like when I watch this movie with my mom, we yeah. love Gizmo, and mm-hmm. we laugh at the gremlins. We don't even find them that horrifying. We, we laugh at them because they're so silly. Yeah, no, they were cartoony bad. Yeah. Other than the murdering. Yes, a lot of murdering. It's like yeah, they it's surprisingly like, dark. They like causing mischief, and if you get in the way of their mischief, they'll murder you. Yeah. Also, if they feel like murdering you, they'll murder you. They'll just murder you. Yeah, they 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 like smoke. They 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 drink alcohol. Whatever. They they shoot I love people guns. I I feel like they're an exaggeration Ugh. of what humans are supposed to be. Like at their yeah, worst. Okay. Like it's like a parody of us. Right. I mean, they they there are human mannerisms and and even the way they dress. I hate them. Yes, and they're always giggling and cackling. <laughs> I love too. That makes me laugh all the time. Yeah, they're they're like uh, I I I I thought that the term gremlin existed in some kind of like folklore mythology, but I guess not. So I've seen this movie a lot, so many times. Probably once a year, I at least watch this movie for Christmas. My goal is to see it uh, just once in my entire lifetime. 
You son of a bitch. So that that's it. I don't blame you. you I, I felt bad for you halfway through the movie. I'm like, damn, he doesn't even like Gizmo. <laughs> He's like, there's nothing enjoyable in this movie for Elmer. I, I appreciate, yeah, no, like it's not, I I, I, I was very uncomfortable the entire time. But, but going back to what you're saying, gremlin, the term gremlin. Yes. I always equated it to like some kind of sub goblin or something. Yeah. Like a mischievous goblin, but I was wrong when I paid attention to the movie this time around. It's supposed to be a folklore of like World War II, which is recent. Yeah, because like, because like, to this day, people call like mischievous kids or naughty kids little gremlins. And yes, stuff. and it's because of this movie, actually. Right. So yeah, the, the actual term was supposed to be in World War II when they flew the planes. Mm-hmm. If something went wrong with your plane, they would blame it on this mythical creature called a gremlin that would fuck up the machinery, causing mischief, or ruining your wiring. Which it's a part of the movie. Like they're, yeah. they're not they're not just goblins. For for animals who don't know how to find water, which will make them multiply. They know how to rewire things to fuck up your day. Yeah. They know how to operate and wear clothing. There's a lot of humanistic behavior. Yeah. So, again, we're a podcast about storytelling <sighs> and characters. Yeah. So, let's, let's go through the story a little bit because the story's not that complicated. No, no. The movie starts off with uh, an inventor. He his, wasn't. His name was, is Randall Peltzer. Yeah. He was very. The, the character? Yeah. Name? Okay. Yeah. He was very stiff, uh, wonderful voice, though. He was a narration in the beginning and he's got like a very smooth. Yeah, uh, baritone. Supposedly he was a former country singer. Oh, there you go. But yeah, so he's in Chinatown doing a, a quick narration of some story, some profound story, and it, it has like all the elements of like a soft, like like a emotional movie, a Christmas movie. And and he's kind of like just a lame loser whose inventions mm-hmm. always go wrong. Oh yeah, right off the bat. And he's like an okay salesman because of his voice. That's true. Yeah, I mean he he did buy it. So it starts off him in Chinatown. But what I like is like the Chinese boy. Because yeah. there's a boy and a grandfather who run this little uh, shop, Chinatown shop. Yep. He's more of an American boy. He's got like a right. Yankees cap, yeah. and he's like looking at his old grandpa as like some old fool who doesn't yeah. want to make money. Come on, we need the money. Yeah. Yeah. And so the inventor walks in. He hears a noise. Yep. And he assumes it's some kind of animal. And when he looks at it, the kid explains that it's a mogwai, mm-hmm. which I, I did some research. Mogwai is Cantonese for devil. How appropriate. So he wants to buy it. He doesn't want him to buy it. Yeah, he doesn't want him to buy it because it's it not takes, for sale. It takes responsibility to have it, and yeah. clearly, Mister Wing doesn't like white people. He doesn't trust them. Yeah, that's fair. But the boy want to make money. They need money. So, behind in the alleyway, the little boy goes out there and sells the mogwai for two hundred dollars, which is a lot of money even back then. So then he takes the animal home uh-huh. and gives it to his son Billy. He did mention he had a son. Yeah, yeah. Played by Zach Galligan, who's only really known for these movies. He was a he was like a good looking kid. I actually uh, like him. Every time I watch the movie, he's not a great actor, but I like his purity. I, I like yeah, him. yeah. He he's seems like this softy like, like kind of guy. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. Uh, where did you get this? Oh, uh, some little junk store in Chinatown. Can I pick him up, Dad? Sure, go ahead. Just be careful. You gotta be gentle. I will. Also in the movie, just to get out of the way, Phoebe Cates, the beautiful B.B. Cates. She's still gorgeous <laughs> yes. to this day. Supposedly, Zach Galligan got the job because Spielberg was watching the casting. Spielberg was like, oh, he looks like he's in love already. And it does blame, show. Who blame him? Yeah, when you see their presence on screen, like, you like them, you're cheering yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Billy's introduced working at a bank with his dog that he hides under his desk. Then we, we learn that Phoebe Cates works there also, and that's how they know each other. Yep. And then we get the Cruella DeVille slash Scrooge of the movie, mm-hmm. who's Mrs. Deagle. Deagle, yep. Who's just uh, a rich miser, which I didn't know what that meant. 
Yeah, someone described her as a miser, and uh, to be miserly is to hoard your money. And yeah. even though you have a lot of money, you don't uh, spend it. Yeah, so she's like a rich bitch who doesn't want to spend money, but also like looks down on people without money. Yeah, people were asking her for help because she is, I guess, one of the more wealthy people. At first, I thought she was like the owner of the bank or something because people she was already Same bothered here. on the way to the bank about getting like a loan or I th- something. I thought she was like the wife of the, the main bank or something like that. Right, right, or she had some political power, which she probably does given her wealth. And uh, she was just she, she's just a jerk. She's a jerk, and she hates Christmas, and uh, she's very just going to the bank to get. Put more of her money into the bank or withdraw money in her bank. It's just, yeah, it's all about her money. But she's also there to complain to Billy because supposedly Barney the dog broke her, like, porcelain snowman that was in front of her house. Yeah, she did. (laughs) She was carrying the head. And she came in to say that she wants to put that dog down. Yeah. For for its own good because what she wants to do is much worse. This is what's left of my imported Bavarian snowman. Your dog broke it this morning. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Just tell me how much I owe you. I'll be more than happy to I don't you. want money. I want your dog. Maybe I'll put him in my spin dryer on high heat. Yeah, she wanted to die slow. Yeah, and then Billy does the dumb thing of going like, well, how? How would you do it? And she's like, <laughs> I- I'd put him in the dryer. Let him die a slow death. And Barney don't like that. No. <laughs> Barney attacked her. But also, before Barney attacks her, there's a customer right there next to Ms. Deagle who's like, yep, that'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, what an asshole. Yeah. But Barney bites Ms. Deagle, takes her to the ground. They get separated. She starts feigning a, an injury. She's like, oh, I have a weak heart. You can't see me rolling my eyes, but I did. So now we could fast forward to Christmas Day when mm-hmm. the father actually gives the mogwai to Billy. Yeah. This is where he gets his name, where the, the dad just happens to name it Gizmo. He's okay. like, it's called a Mogwai, but I call him Gizmo. So then Billy looks at Gizmo, and then we find out about the three rules the Chinese boy told the dad. Look, mister, there's three rules you've got to follow. Yeah, what kind of rules? Keep him out of the light. He hates bright light, especially sunlight. It'll kill him. And keep him away from water. Don't get him wet. But the most important rule... The rule you can never forget, no matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never, never feed him after midnight. You got it? Sure, kid. Whatever you say. Give us some thanks and have a Merry Christmas. I think a lot of people, when I've heard about, like, uh, in terms of critiquing this movie, usually people like to harp on those arbitrary, just almost seemingly random rules. Mm-hmm. But as a storyteller... You know, you're supposed to, like, I understand you have to make, you have to suspend disbelief a little bit. And th- for the most part, they stick to those rules. They, they, like, they don't need the, uh, it's not necessarily the why, but how it's, like, like it, it is important to know and it, it is a, a, a big part of the story. So I can let that slide. Yeah, it's like those three rules are just the catalyst for, right. for things to happen in the story to progress. All right, so, uh, you know, we got a view of, uh, of Gizmo off the bat. I think like your selling point for the, me in this movie ahead of time um, was that you said that the, the hit show Mandalorian, uh, by this point, even regardless of whether or not you watch it, you're, everyone's aware of uh, Baby Yoda, yes. a.k.a. Grogu, and um, he's he's just crazy popular, and you're like, it's, it's Gizmo. He's got the same ears. He's got the same mechanics. It's also similar spots, because whenever they lift Grogu or... Baby Yoda. Yeah, it's a physical thing. It's not. It's CG. similar to like you're, they're picking up clearly a fake puppet. Yes, 
but it's adorable and it's got a soul compared right. to CG where it just kind of feels like you're picking up a cartoon. Like a yeah. human being's picking up a cartoon somehow is faker than a fake puppet being picked up by a human yeah, being. Yeah, because like a puppet, like even like even if you see someone picking up like a like a, a puppet, you 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 it, it seems like there's a weight to it. Yes. Whereas like if they're picking up CGI, you can't your, your brain doesn't even fathom how heavy it is. It almost feels like it's two different Two different beings from two different dimensions right. touching each other, kind of right. like Roger Rabbit. But the point of Roger Rabbit is like they're telling they're telling you it's cartoons living with humans, right? But when you pick up a puppet, I think people can also relate because like you, everyone has picked up their little teddy bears and their toys when yes. growing up. So yes. there is like a love attached to something that's even fake that you pretend to be alive. Right. This is essentially a, a teddy bear that can blink and move a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And can sing and harmonize. So creepy. So, but going back into the story, Billy has got the Mogwai now. His name is Gizmo. And then we meet, I think supposedly there's like one of his big movie roles is Corey Feldman. Yes. He was in the beginning. He was he was in the beginning. You don't see his face, but he was like stuck in a Christmas tree moving around. I think they dressed him as a Christmas tree to sell Christmas trees. Yes. It's fucked up. <laughs> but he's the one that by mistake drops water on Gizmo. Yeah. What was that? It was like water on like a bunch of like it was like paintbrushes. I guess so. I thought, I thought they were trying, pencils. Okay, well, it may, uh, but pen, it makes more sense that they're paintbrushes. Paint yeah, because he wants like to do comics or something, or he was into comics. Right, right. He's like a comic strip okay. artist, and he got like just like a like a, like he, he like a splash of it on, on on Gizmo's back and butt. Yeah, a jar fell over. There was it was water on the bottom of it, and then you see like Gizmo looking like he's being tortured. Yeah, like acidy, like bubbles appear on his back. Screaming, making weird sounds. Thanks a lot. Sorry. Who's in that jar? Nothing, just water. Why are you making that noise? I hate it. This is so. Ugh. Yeah, that was the first time I knew, like, oh, Elmer's, Elmer's going to be disturbed by this movie. If he's. <laughs> If he already doesn't like the spot of Gizmo popping up little furry balls from I his didn't back. like when I saw Gizmo the first time when they were like, oh, like put your hand in a box with this weird animal with like these big eyes. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I think know. what didn't help was the screaming. The screaming doesn't help. I mean, it never does. <laughs> so then we find out that it multiplies into, I think, five more. Yeah, it was like these little fuzz balls that looked like little, like I, I, I have like, I used to have a dwarf hamsters. Okay. A Robinsky dwarf hamsters. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, when they curl up into little balls, it looked just like that. And then, like, the balls just got bigger and bigger. They were, like, swelling up. Yeah. And then these little f- uh, fluff balls. And then it, they just looked like... Uh, what also looked gross was, like, their ears that are bare. There's no fur on the ears. Yeah. Uh, they look like slimy chicken. Yes. It was almost like a... Like breast meat. Right, right. It almost looked like a uh, a newly born baby. Yes, it even had the swollen eyes of a baby. Right, right. So there was like this a, a slime sliminess to uh, to it to them. Yeah. So Ugh. so pretty much we get five new Mogwais who aren't Gizmo. Yeah, and they have personality and that are very different than Gizmo. Right. They're all troublemakers. Yeah, Gizmo is very calm, um, like sweet, just harmonized. Yeah. And then these guys just like to fuck shit up, be noisy, be rowdy. Yeah. I love them. I, uh, they're, they're awesome, and one has a mohawk. Yeah, the the main bad guy is Stripe, is the leader of the official, gang, affectionately known as I suppose. 
Yeah. Voiced by Frank Welker. You're big into the voice guy. Oh, love. He's a uh, yeah. He's a uh, he's super known. Not, not yeah. Not just known, but like revered among voice actors. Yeah. He's usually when you hear. Um, I heard him called the Mel Blanc of the '80s. Oof, that's a that's a, that's an appropriate title. Yeah. If you hear um, like animal sounds and stuff, and it's not, and it's not like a, just a computer generated or a fake generated like animal noise. It's usually either him or Bree or, or uh, D. Bradley Baker. Usually, usually one of the two, and uh, I think even D. Bradley Baker cites Frank Welker as like a, as a what do you call, just like someone he admires. Yeah, I like the way he says Gizmo Kaka. Oh God! And Yum Yum. Ugh. You were disturbed. Every- yeah, I love this. I love this. Mo- I gotta see more movies like this with you. <laughs> I love seeing you being disturbed while I'm laughing. <laughs> I think you know. You know what the thing is too. Like I'm such a. Uh, <laughs> as a child, I was fairly well behaved, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I think I think a lot of that is like the Asian in me of just like they like they like like I like order like well behaved uh, creatures I guess or, <laughs> or children. And yeah, just because uh, it wasn't just like oh they're it wasn't just oh they're just rambunctious because that I could stomach but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the gremlins. Like, <laughs> they're rambunctious little goblins. Yes, they are. And it gets worse. Yes, it gets worse because they were just they were just uh, gizmos, like little like little gizmos that are just rude. They were fluff balls. Like they were like annoying chihuahuas that could actually like do things, like yeah. play arcade games. Yeah, that, when I saw the fr- they were playing like an arcade, a little uh, like a little pocket uh, Donkey Kong. I was like, is he? Is he are, are they playing a game? I thought these were just like like a dog or a cat. Yeah, I think that's when you know it's a it's like a black comedy. Yes. Oh, Dad, you see what I mean? I don't believe it. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The new ones aren't like Gizmo. The one with the stripes seems to be the leader. So continue with the story. Here's how it gets worse. Is uh, Billy, after realizing they've multiplied, takes one of them to the most scientific guy in the town. High school. Which uh, is their black high school science teacher. Yeah, the one black guy. Who in the 80s, for some reason in 80s movies, science labs were just like places that you could actually do research in. It wasn't even a college. It was just a mm-hmm. high school. Yep. So you meet that guy, and the teacher's a little bit of a sociopath, we've noticed. Yeah, like I don't know if that was necessarily an actor's choice or he had... Like by bad acting, him and he and 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 Billy's father, they just don't know how to set their face, yeah, they, or give it an emotion when they're moving, <laughs> and it just what 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 comes up, what comes uh, out of that performance is just this like uh, mannequin devoid the of emotion. There, yeah, yeah, and it's with him. I creepy. took it as like he's like a scientist that's more obsessed with not what's right, yeah, but just like the discovery of something new. Yeah, but even then, even that type of thing ha- has like an emotion of like a, right. like curiosity or joy. He just like he just blankly stared as he moved closer towards it. Yeah, in like yeah, this emotionless wonder. And then he kind of becomes a little bit of a bad guy too, because oh, definitely, it kind of hurts the little gremlin. Yes. And what happens that Billy takes Gizmo to the science lab, drops a little bit of water on him. Yes. Which to me is a little bit fucked up because he saw how much pain Gizmo was in before, yeah. but he just wanted to show this off. And he only did a little droplet, and that only caused one gremlin instead of five. Yeah. He could have tortured another gremlin. It would have been a little bit less cold. That's like, true. But whatever. Sure. 
So so now the scientist, or I'm sorry, the science teacher, yeah, gets to have a gremlin. Yeah, yeah. So can I keep one? He's like, yeah, I guess. Uh. So he can study, and then we find out, do experiments on, I guess. Yes. So he draws his blood with no sympathy. He just kind of jams. Like a syringe? A syringe into the uh, mogwai's wrist. Yeah. Pulls it out, and that mogwai's in a lot of pain. Hates it the entire time. Hates it, and you could tell, like, he's going to want revenge later. Oh, God. Which does come into play. Yeah. But now we go back home, and the new Mogwai gang, led by Stripe, are trying to get fed by Billy. And Billy looks at the clock and realizes it's not past midnight. Yeah, it's like 11-something. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I, I can feed them. So he gets a bunch of chicken wings. And here's a, another part where you're completely grossed out by I love looking at your face. When <laughs> I saw the big pile of chicken... Well, first off, it was never clear what they ate. No one that, that wasn't part of the three important rules. What these things ate, just don't feed them. And uh, that was the first thing I saw that they of what they ate because it's like they don't even drink water. So I was, you know, they're already like outside the realm of animal kingdom. And yeah, when when I saw like a full plate of like just drumsticks, just chicken drumsticks, and then they he brought it like this is what I'm gonna feed these five. But it was gross how they ate, it and the chicken looked gross. I mean, it was gross that it was chicken and. It just in general. They also had very slimy saliva while they were eating it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sound of the smacking. Like, it's just it's disgusting. Hey, what is with you guys? How about shutting up for a change, okay? I already fed you. Oh, it's not 12 o'clock yet. All right. Keep an eye on him, kids. I'll be back in a second. Here we go. Or maybe you guys will be quiet. You guys are really hungry. Also, he was like he. There was no, there was no fear. There was no agency for this guy of uncomfort. Like it, it was disturbing, and, and he had no fear to put his hand in the box that they were in. And ugh. I wouldn't either. I love those guys. You wouldn't either have fear, or you wouldn't. I put wouldn't his be scared hand. they would nip me. And even if they nip me, it'd be a love nip. I'm very pro animal and gremlin. Well, I don't like like I, I had a cat, and I was always afraid that I would get scratched or or bit. Well, I don't trust cats. I would trust a gremlin more than a cat. <laughs> so going back to the story, Billy feeds the gremlins this chicken. And it also turns out that the Mogwai secretly cut the wire to the alarm clock. So technically, they actually ate past midnight. Yep. And then the next morning, you wake up, and here's the third time you were thoroughly disgusted. They're in these weird alien-looking cocoon eggs. Oh yeah, alien-looking cocoon. Like it, it looked just like the it, like they literally were, went to the al- set of aliens. Was like, can we use those? Yeah, can we use the face hugger eggs? Yeah, and but I would like, say they're a little bit grosser because they almost look boogery and crustier. Yeah, yeah, they're slime. They're they're slime. But but th- that's the thing. Like these, uh, I guess the 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 mogwai, they were just furry. They looked they were just furry. They were like furry ma- ma- mammalian. You know, like yeah. they had skin on places and and fur really and. All of a sudden, they have these reptilian, in, almost insectoid kind of like yeah, eggs. That's a good way to describe them. And that's not mammalian. Like I'll admit, I think that's the most disgusting part of the movie are those eggs. Okay. 
like I'm to this day still grossed out by that. Like, cause yeah, if I walked into a room and those gremlin eggs were laid in the in the corner, mm-hmm. full of crust and shit attached to the wall, I I would assume I can't even breathe the air around that. Right, right. I, I would just be like cold. Yeah, the exterminator, like you were saying, and get rid of these things. Yeah. Can I? Okay. Like I, I'm gonna be repeating this. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. First off. That's not my most disgusting. I'll get there. Okay. <laughs> moment, but uh, first, like I, I will repeat, be repeating this several times throughout. Normally, I call out contrivances and storyline, or just like dumb character moments. And everyone here is every every single character is dumb. It's very eighties horror. Yeah, yeah. But I almost feel it was intentional. Like it seemed like it was made by smart people who wanted to, to to make everyone kind of just dumbfounded like like certainly you'd be hard pressed to find normal people make these type of either decisions or even reactions mm-hmm. to certain things and i'll get to some of them throughout but it's it's jam-packed with them and i that's pretty much par for the course for these type of things it doesn't necessarily it, it bothers me it, it didn't bother me that this is bad writing that's the distinction i want to make for the audience that are listening right now is that typically when you hear me go on go off on stuff like this for bad writing or just uh like there's a difference there is a difference of like just that like why didn't this character do this but uh in in terms of this type of movie these horror uh, scenarios i almost feel for the character making a a, a bad mistake of Mm. like oh you just uh, like a, a flight of fancy um, and I get that, like they need to have these to increase the t- dramatic tension. So it, it, there is an element of intelligence to the the building, the buildup of these scenes. Yeah, and I, I applaud that. I, I can appreciate that. But at the same time, I'm 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 a different type of frustrated in that, like, no, don't do that. Yes, <laughs> which is which is what they want. But the creator of these scenes, the director and the writer, they want you to feel that, and that's that's something that's great. Now this, yeah, they're trying to build up to the scare. Right, like the feel, uh, the, the, the the tense, uncomfortable feeling I get of like, no, don't do that. Why would you do that? Is yeah. a different type of... So, uh, of so like in this movie, there's a bunch of eggs now, alien eggs in the attic. Don't call the police. Don't call the exterminators. They just live with it for like a day. Right, they're just like, we're going to tough it out for the afternoon. Yeah, these like... <sighs> Christmas is coming. Yeah. By the way, this is a Christmas movie. This is, they're bigger than ostrich eggs. They're huge. They're like... <laughs> yeah, they are disturbingly huge. And they're all in like the attic room that, that Billy is in up in the top. Yeah, your boy sleeps up there, but the mom continues to make Christmas dinner and Not cookies. even like... not even. Yeah, right. Like they, they don't even contain it. Like put it in a net or something or... I don't know. Or lock the door. Or lock the door! Because when those things hatched, whatever comes out goes downstairs. Yeah, like what did they... Th- like did they think it was just going to be... Like, okay, let, let's remove the fact that, like, Mogwai are these, uh, like, outside of the norm type of animal. Mm-hmm. Let's say your dog, one day, you go up and their dog's in a, a lizard insect cocoon. True. You just let it be and you just assume that he's just going to be either the same when he comes out or um, fluffier. I don't know. <laughs> also, the Mogwai didn't even lay these eggs. They must have turned into these eggs. Yeah. Which is even more disturbing. Right. Because it's bigger than them normally it's bigger than gizmo yeah so i'm so uncomfortable even reliving this <laughs> love, and and, and that's the word i use it's i wasn't it's not necessarily a just a gross a gross out you know it, it certainly was it was gross it was i think intentionally but it's just a layer of uncomfort that i feel yeah because if i allowed myself to think that's real and obviously that's so much easier to do when it's physically a real prop and cg that you can't even fathom how it would even feel 
Yeah, because when you see the slimy eggs, you know you could touch those slimy oh, eggs yeah, and yeah. be completely grossed out by whatever's right. in your hand. Yeah, and like it just makes me uncomfortable. Like yeah. if I like like just just the, the the creepiness of seeing unknown alienistic eggs in a domestic setting is yeah. just is already extremely off putting. And then on top gives of me it, the heebie-jeebies. It's Alex. the holidays. So this is when you're supposed to be like, not Why am I doing about this on anything. Christmas? Why did you make me do this? Because it's my favorite Christmas movie. I had to go through Halloween. Like, this is, it's like I'm going through <laughs> Halloween again. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. It's Christmas and you're watching Gremlins. <laughs> now, back to the story. Yep. So, not only do these things turn into eggs, you find out that the scientist who's been torturing this poor little Mogwai in the science lab. Mm-hmm. He left a sandwich way too close to the cage. After midnight. In the, in After the, midnight. In the, in, the, in the background, the clock was like two in the morning. Yeah, and what the guy's doing in at a high school. Yeah, he's got class the next day. <laughs> yeah, like what, what that teacher's doing there at 2 a.m., I guess he's really obsessed with this, this Mogwai. Yeah. But the Mogwai manages to grab the sandwich, eat it, so he's also in an egg in the morning. And this movie does a good job of not showing you the gremlins for a good chunk of it. Right. They're, sh- they're in the shadows. You hear them. That They're hiding. Yeah, even like that's another thing too, like... The eggs, between the moment of seeing the eggs the first time and then, you you know, before you finally see, like, a full evil gremlin, especially someone like me who's, I I mean, like, I didn't know anything about this. I've seen Gizmo because, you know, like, I've seen Gizmo on shirts and stuff, but I've never actually seen the gremlins. And and I didn't know, I lived in this world that I don't know what they look like. And that was another underlying layer of uncomfort, uh, uncomfortable tension for me. So you never actually saw the green gremlins growing up? No. Wow. Yeah, so like when I'm watching this movie, I'm like I envy you. I'm, when I'm watching this movie, I'm just thinking like, are they like little aliens? Right. Like I, I didn't know. I, are they still furry? Are they slimy furry? I, I, like that that un, unknown thing. Like yeah. Just, like I want to see it to get it over with. Right. Right. Once again, like just to just to like for people who are familiar with this, just imagine just fi- going into your ha- your room, a place that you're you're comfortable, and just seeing giant eggshells. Mm-hmm. And not knowing what they belong to, yeah, <laughs> that's that that comfort, uh, that level of uncomfort, is what I had for that duration of this part of the movie. Yeah. Which, once again, brilliantly done. I give a lot of credit to that, and I hate it. I, I hate it though. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. So, Ugh. so the first gremlin you do see is the one in the science lab, right? Yeah, like you see the egg in the cage. It's already as the same size as the cage, and he has to use like wire cutters to open the top of the cage to get the the egg. Yeah, and then he's the egg in a box. And at the end of like a science class, yeah, he's, he's like just making him watch a movie on like heartbeats and stuff. So, and I think that's also there to disturb you too. Yeah, I'm I'm so disturbed. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, like I didn't realize how desensitized I am to all this weird shit. Yeah, but it is very disturbing. You're seeing heartbeats on a monitor. And then um, the class gets dismissed because the cardboard box fell, and you can't see what fell out of the egg. Yeah, it's but it's scurrying around. He hears it once again. I do want to make a distinction too because, like, for the like, I've been kind of desensitized by by gore. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly there are levels, and there are, there is like an extreme level that will make me uncomfortable. But for the most part, yeah, like watching a documentary on like uh, seeing a heart on screen, uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't make me uncomfortable. But because of like I, I love stories. I love stories, and you know the foreboding feeling that I already have, and then seeing like you know the heartbeat on on the uh, seeing animal heartbeats on on the screen that these children are watching, mm-hmm. while you you know this 
this gremlin that, that I still don't know what it looks like. It just escapes. And knowing, you know, as a storyteller myself, knowing what that means, knowing that, like, that it's kind of foreshadowing some, like, uncomfortable. Something, yeah. Yeah, like, that's the that's what I'm uncomfortable about. Like, Something possibly you. visceral, too. Yeah, not to mention, like, I, I think I mentioned this while we were watching it, but there were, like, model brains strewn about, yes. like, in s- shelves in the background, too. And I'm just so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and then... The, the scientist, or I keep calling him a scientist. He's a science teacher. I guess he could be both. Yeah, so the high school science teacher then does something that's very 80s movie, and that's he tries to lure the gremlin out from under the table with a chocolate bar. Yes. Which is not very scientific. No. But very 80s movie. But very 80s scientific. So he reaches under. What do you expect? He's a high school science teacher. Yes. So he reaches under. Yeah. And you hear. Well, no, he, it, it's not even like. Okay, fine. Like, let, let me let me allow myself to believe that that he's like sussing out an animal with food, and he thinks the animal's harmless, even though it came out of a giant alien. Right. Egg. Even if you thought that, you, 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 at no point did he thought like maybe to be a little conservative, leave the candy bar on the floor, take a step back, let it come to the candy bar. Yeah, like draw that he, thing out like ET. While while he's holding it with his hand, not only just like puts it out to offer, he puts his hand. Elbow deep underneath <laughs> a, a crawl space underneath the, the 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 lab desk, and it's just like, oh, you're at you're you're just asking for a screaming. <laughs> but I think what lowers his defense is the fact that he does hear the gremlin kind of like enjoy like like yum yum like one of those things, Ugh. and then you hear some munching. First off, if I <laughs> hear any animal say yum yum, <laughs> I wouldn't be at ease. <laughs> he was though, and he got bit. Here, here, you, you try some of this now. I know you got to be hungry. Hmm? Hey, there now. Don't you feel better? Huh? He, 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 he died. He got bit so hard, they cut away from it. They didn't want you to know yeah. what killed him. You see a pained face, a scream, and then just right away to something else. Because they still want to keep it a mystery. What, what, what bit him? What happened to him? You just know he got bit. Now we go back to the house, and we have that classic song playing. I already forgot how it goes. That goes on while the mom is continuing doing her little gingerbread men. And then what happens? She hears something? Oh, they're, they've tied up uh, Gizmo to a target, and they're throwing darts at Gizmo. Yeah, they're assholes. They're just bullying him. Which, again, you, you go from a, a monster killing a scientist scene yeah. to now these guys are just... Mischievous bullies? Well, that's that's beyond bullying. That's sadistic. Like they they could they could have died. They're throwing darts. Remember, but, but, but they don't kill him and they don't hit him actually. Yeah, but who knows if they were trying to? I don't know. Maybe they're just bad shots. Do you think they don't want to kill Gizmo because he's one of them and they just want to bully him because he's a nice little nerd? I'm surprised they didn't wait till midnight to feed him to make him become one of them. But well, uh, Billy does offer Gizmo food and he says no. So maybe, he? so maybe Gizmo is aware that he doesn't want to change into that. Okay. Or just wasn't hungry. I don't know. But he was offered it, so that must be a reason for that scene. When I'm going back to the, to the famous kitchen scene. Yes. Here's where I say, I, I give the movie a lot of credit where this mom could have just been a mom throwaway character. Scream. Yes. The call, damsel call in distress. Call man. Yeah. Yeah. Kill her off or make her get beat. But she has the best action scene in the whole movie. Easily, yeah. And... 
after the whole movie's done, I would still say she's the most respectable character in the whole movie when Definitely. it comes to how she faces off the gremlins. Yeah, yeah, she got a body count of three. <laughs> made out of made out of live. So yeah, so the gremlins are all over the place. You, you actually see the silhouette of one finally. You mm-hmm. see their big weird rabbit ears. Yeah, and she goes into the kitchen, and they're eating all the Christmas. I don't even say they're rabbit ears. Like Gizmo has rabbit ears. True. They have like bat wing ears. Good point. They're gross. Like lizard bat wing ears. She takes a knife and starts like, you know, slowly, tensely going towards it. Yes. She's like almost going into Rambo mode. She's like hunting down. Yeah, what is she? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was mad pro. Like, she didn't even run out of the house. She was like, I'm going to stand my ground. Right off the bat, like when you hear the, do you hear what I hear? She just was like looking like in like off screen with like a like a calm but like what is that like like a like a danger mm-hmm. l- l- like 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 she's almost like a like a lioness <laughs> looking yes. at like yes. something and she just goes towards it in the same dumb way that everyone else does in this movie just like you know that dumb white horror movie th- trope of like yeah, what's th- this going on they right? have to be curious yeah but she had a knife and she was like like we said in the Bruce Lee episode calm but but ready good point yeah so so she goes towards it, and yeah. like So first she goes upstairs, discovers the cocoons are open. Yeah. Duh. Yes. Oh, you just left these egg <laughs> cocoons unattended. Not even attended. Like, like have someone there. She didn't call anyone. I guess they hatch pretty quick. Fine. <laughs> Some fast, yeah, like hatching eggs. Fine. Like 12 hours. They're aliens. You don't know. <laughs> so even she- if they were there for... Even if they were there, like, let's say, let's say, like, oh, yeah, they're going to be like that for, like, 100 years. You're going to be fine. I won't want them out of there. Like, I'd, like, get them out of my house. Yes. But then she goes back downstairs and finds, yeah. you only get to see their legs, but he's inside some kind of grinder. Yeah, it looked like it was, a, like, a blender of some sort. Something big, like a big blender. Mm-hmm. Half his body's in it, and she turns it on. Yeah, wow. I, I even said, like, is she going to turn it on without questioning... Like, you know, like, it's a living creature in right. a thing. Like, not only, not like only that. maybe it's just hungry. Right, or or, or it's going to be messy that, that she's murdering it. I guess his legs are so gross that she has to kill it. That's how I feel about spiders. I love animals, but I kill the spiders. Okay, I'm, try- like, I'm trying to be a bigger man, but I still kill <laughs> spiders. They're gross to me. I usually try to let spiders, like, I try to, like, get them in, in a cup and let them out. You're a better man than me because I don't want those things my, crawling well, my, on me my, when my, I'm sleeping. My, I don't want them in my ears or in my anus. I don't want any of that shit happening. Remember that Snapple fact that you eat, like, eight spiders <laughs> in your lifetime? That is disgusting. I don't. I mean, like, I don't know if it's true because those are not necessarily true. You have to look it up if it's true or not. But I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. But, I probably ate a bunch of them. But back to the gremlin death scenes. We, we, we have to go through the kitchen scene. Yeah. She, so so she blended one. Yeah, it's green. Like, the green blood and, like, it just, like. And the next one is throwing plates at her? So the next one uh, appeared right, uh, right, right, like, I guess behind her and, like, uh, like, startled her and she, like, started throwing plates at her. She takes, a like, a foldable chair and uses it like a shield. So she's got, like, right. a sword and shield. In the kitchen knife and this chair. And you mentioned, it looks like they were throwing real plates at that actress. Yeah, even if they were prop plates, they were still breaking on contact. Yeah. So, 
and it, it was yeah, it was bad. It was like she was like a warrior, very Captain America esque. Right, right. It was very Zelda, Lincoln Zelda, yes. like she had Wonder a sword Woman. and shield, and she closed the distance even though they were. It was like throwing plates at her, yeah, and then stabbed it with a kitchen knife. The kitchen knife, like, and it looked like a, a real murder. Like he oh, kept yeah. stabbing in the chest, and Grandma was like. Yeah, and you mentioned it when she was dealing with the third one. Uh, you saw the in the background. The guy he was still suffering from a knife to the sternum. Yeah, it was still like because yeah, it was still stuck through his chest and into, I'm guessing the cutting board or the or the the table. And yeah, she yeah. just microwaves the third one. Yeah, she throws the third one into a microwave, nukes it. Well, no, the first thing she did, she took a. I thought it was like pepper spray, but it was like whipped cream. Right, <laughs> and it stunned it enough to just slam into the mic. Yeah, she's a badass. She just. She didn't have to be. She they could have made her a damsel, and you're right. Like she's just cold, calm, collected. She's not even screaming throughout this. She's not even the main uh, female character. She's no. just the mom. Yeah. And then she can only do three though, because the fourth one is hiding in the Christmas tree. Yeah. Which I love that the fact that like there's a little gremlins in the Christmas tree, the last place you think you die, and the mom kind of like creeps up to the Christmas tree, and then you realize two of the ornaments aren't ornaments. They're glowing red gremlin eyes. And the tree falls down as if the tree is attacking. Well, here's her. the creepy part: like the the re- the misdirect was that I guess she 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 saw like movement in one of the stockings, mm-hmm. and then she without like hesitation, without looking, she just slices the stocking. And a good slice, one slice, yeah. right open. Yeah, and then it was a. It turns out it was a, a robot toy that was moving. That was probably turned on toy. by a gremlin. Definitely, again, they're mischievous. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that like that's their power. They yeah. throw you off by turning shit on. And and then like it, it it appeared from behind her on the tree. The whole tree collapses on top of her with the gremlin inside it, and just starts scratching and scratches up her face too. And then turns her over and starts to Chris Benoit her. She takes yeah. a fucking uh, jeez, dude. <laughs> takes a cord, <laughs> sticks his goblin leg into his her fucking back, and starts choking her out. Yeah, with these Christmas lights or cords or something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then so she's gonna die, and then Billy arrives. Yeah. And then they have like these these swords. Yeah, he's, uh, one of them kept falling out throughout like the beginning of the movie on this the, these like mantle swords on the, that are hung in, like near the door. And yeah, he just like like a baseball bat like swaps it into the fireplace. Oh, he just slices his head off. Oh, because I was wondering, there was a head. Never yeah, mind. and the head went flying to the thing and it, and it screamed. Yeah. <laughs> This is a kid's movie? So this was, people complained about it because the trailer showed mainly Gizmo, Uh showed mainly the Christmas setting, didn't really show the Gremlins that much, and it was a PG movie, which I don't know if we mentioned this, but this movie came out in 1984, the same year that the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, came out, and those two movies were the reason why the MPAA had to create a PG-13 movie, something in between PG and rated R. Because this movie is kind of yeah. parental guidance suggested, but there are some extreme violence in it. So that that create PG-13 for movies like this, which but is why, great. But why wasn't it R? Like, if you have an, an intense scene like that, what was the argument that it's not rated R? I don't know for Temple of Doom. Yeah. But for this movie, you could say, like, because they're killing monsters and animatronic things. But people die. Yes, but they weren't gored. Like, they weren't, like, uh... I guess, like, you don't see... Also, a lot of the deaths were off-screen, actually. Like, classic deaths instead of, like, visible gore deaths. Yeah, okay. So the gremlins got gored up. Okay, back to... So, uh... So now Billy, yeah, sliced off the head. 
of the other gremlin, the fourth gremlin. Yeah. But then Stripe is still around. Yeah. And he's such a little bastard that he's by the <laughs> curtains and he's like, <laughs> and then he blows his nose in the curtain because for some reason he's got to blow his nose. But yeah. I think it's just to make him an asshole. Yeah. That's it. Just blowing your nose on your, on their curtains. And then Billy confronts him, but then Stripe jumps out the window, runs away. Oh, no. So now they're fucked. Yeah. So Billy's scared, so he drops his mom off at the neighbor's. The mom's gone for the movie, unfortunately. Well, she, she was injured, yeah. She she was scratched up and hurt. She took too much damage, yeah. yeah. She took three out. So now he has, he's got to hunt down Stripe. So he starts tracking Stripe. He puts Gizmo in his backpack. Yep. Again, very similar to Baby Yoda. He starts hunting down Stripe, and he ends up at the YMCA, where there's a giant pool. No! Of water. That's rule number two. Rule number two. And what I found hilarious is that when Stripe jumped into the pool to multiply, he held his nose to make sure water didn't go up his nostrils. Like a human (laughs) being. The pool starts bubbling up. A lot of green light is coming out of it. Fog is coming out of it. Yeah. The weird gremlin music now. Yeah, the camera like uh, raises and then goes to the back uh, to to, to unveil like the entirety of the pool as like, as, um, what's the lead character's name? Billy? He, uh, as he like runs around like to, like like contemplating well, what am I supposed to do and then he just gets out of there yeah because <laughs> what else can you do there's about to be a bunch of them yeah yeah so he's got to get out of there right yeah what else can he do so he runs out to go to the police yep and again very eighties movie the police do not believe anybody nope there was one cop I guess he wasn't the main sheriff he must have been like a deputy I don't know yeah the I don't secondary know, I don't know cop and I was like this guy looks familiar like what like I've seen him before and as as a cop and I don't I couldn't put my finger on it and then he did like one of these like <laughs> like like a like a deep like uh like laugh cackle and I was like oh uh this Jonathan Banks I think his name is uh he, he uh he and I'm like, like who who the fuck you talking he about breaking, he was in Breaking Bad and uh Better Call Saul I forgot his character name Mike he was like the badass old hitman yes that's what he was yeah he's I, I think a former cop or something like that and yeah he was a he became a hitman the second you said that I couldn't unsee it because <laughs> yeah. I saw his nose, his eyes, and then eventually I did hear that snicker you were talking about, and it's clearly him. It's clearly Mike from Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. is in the movie. He seems taller and I mean, definitely a lot skinnier, too. Yeah. <laughs> ah, be careful, Frank. You might tear your arm off. <laughs> you want me to put the cuffs on him? <laughs> yeah, no, so, like, those two didn't believe him. Even though he procured, he, he had Gizmo on him, showed them Gizmo. Yes. And Gizmo, like, wore a hat. And, like, use the flag around, like, you know. They like that Gizmo was very patriotic. He was waving the American flag around. Right, but just the fact that he could do that, like, like you have more meat to the argument that, you know, there are other things causing mischief. True, but it's pretty small and adorable. That could easily be an animal you don't know. All right. A monkey. And then they get a call because, well, because I guess, like, I guess they cut to um, the Futtermans, right? Yes, the Futtermans are calling who, I guess we didn't mention, but there's an old conservative neighbor Yes. Who has a big Nixon poster in his living room mm-hmm. who hates foreign things. He hates uh, Billy's car. <laughs> but, yes, the, the Futtermans were the ones that even mentioned the origin of gremlins because mm-hmm. he used to be in World War II and said, like, there's gremlins messing with the machines. Whenever you buy something foreign, they always put gremlins in it. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, it was earlier in the movie, but then he gets his comeuppance because then literally gremlins drive his American-made tractor or whatever he had. Ran through his house and then ran over him and his wife. Yeah. Yeah, pretty harrowing. And I guess one of them survived because, or who knows who survived, but they called in the cops saying, like, yeah, little green men are attacking. And the cops are like, oh, I guess we should go out and patrol. Yeah, because they accused Billy of being on, like, uh, alcohol, (laughs) being drunk. Mm. But, yeah, no, so they go and then, like, 
and then, and then we get a six stop motion scene, which mm. is not too many in the movie. Yeah. But there's one where the now now that the gremlins are all multiplied from the pool, yeah, they're like scurrying through the streets, jumping over each other, causing a ruckus, yelling and laughing, throwing stones at glass. It's hilarious. <sighs> but they're ready to fuck shit up throughout the town. Yes. And then we get the Miss Deagle scene. <laughs> And Miss Deagle is now, who's the the Corello Deville of the movie. She has this chair. This, yeah. This um, I don't know what you even call that, like a mechanical chair that goes from. It's for old people. You see them like uh on staircases in homes. You, they, it's like a seat that 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 little uh, it's like a kind of like an elevator almost. It's uh, like on a rail. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, it's something that just mechanically brings the the old person down stairs to yeah, like so almost like a little ride. Yeah. So she goes down that, feeds all her cats because she's a lonely bitch. And then she hears Christmas carolers. And she's she a, hates him. And she's a bitch, so she hates him. She's going to go out with a bucket of water yes. to, get to, to, to splash into these poor kids' faces. Teach them a lesson. But they're not kids. They're caroling gremlins. Yep. I hate Christmas carolers. Screeching boys little blue snippers. Because they can harmonize. Yes. And they have like kid clothes. <laughs> they did have kids' clothes, which I don't know if they found the clothes or killed kids to get those clothes. Probably. But, probably the latter. But they got clothes on. And then this causes. Uh, and they also have the sheet music too, because they had the right. books and they were singing. I hate this. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. So she runs back inside and assumes that death or the devil has come to finally take her life. So <laughs> Accurate. Yes. Yeah, so she starts saying stuff like, uh, oh, they're, 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 they're finally after me. me. Yeah, they're, they're here for me. Yeah. Before she even met the carolers, there was another gremlin inside the house that fucked up the wiring of the mechanical chair. No. She sits on the chair and that bitch gets launched. <laughs> yeah. Right through her top story window. out of it across the street it's a crazy scene you just yeah. see an old lady's legs in a chair yeah which i don't know if that's funny anymore in 2020 but i still find it hilarious that bitch fucking eats it hits the snow hits the street dot you assume yeah. she's dead her legs are just hanging out of the chair and then the cops come across her yeah and go like oh man that's miss deagle it's confirmed that she died in later on and like in, in, in at the end of the movie but yeah so that's when the cops are like maybe something is going on then Santa Claus shows up, who's just a guy dressed as Santa every year. Yeah. Covered in, in gremlins. Yeah, he's all it's all over him. And they're like, what? And, and they still don't get it. They're still like, what? Well, he's got some stuff on him. Well, the one cop is in denial, and the other cop is like, I want to go back to the station now. <laughs> I, I don't want to be outside anymore. Yeah, he feels like how I felt. At the, I, I was going to mention that, that I was you as a cop. <laughs> and that cop's like, nope, roll up the windows. We're out of here. Unbeknownst to them, though, 
a gremlin has has cut their brakes and they crash and i'm oh, assuming yeah. they die i'm soon. pretty sure they're dead so the cops are gone now so the, now, now, now the town is really fucked but luckily luckily gremlins love the movie theater yeah. all of them every single one of them have decided to stop destroying the town which is silence now either everyone's hiding or they've killed everybody in the town <laughs> Uh, okay. They yeah. go into the local movie theater and start playing Snow White. Yeah, Snow White. And you're a fan of Disney movies. Are you not relating to the Gremlins now? Hi ho! They love that shit. Hi ho! <laughs> Hi ho! And that's I don't, I don't blame. Oh man, you missed a scene. I did. You uh, missed a scene that I found thoroughly disturbing. So okay, uh, Kate, Phoebe Kate's character, Kate. So before, like during a walk, he's trying. Billy's trying to court um, Kate. And because uh, they're coworkers, and he, she find he finds out that she works uh, also has another sh- uh, part time gig at this uh, bar at this bar called uh, what Dolly's uh, something whatever. It's like her uncle's bar. Yeah, so she's uh, working this bar, doing a couple hours, uh, you know, being a bartender and all that. Um, and then like I guess one scene after uh, he he walks her home and finds out she doesn't like Christmas and she's. She's uncomfortable about it. She doesn't like it. And she's and she's defensive about it too. Cause anyone who tries to be like, What's wrong with Christmas? She's like, Hey, I'm allowed to not like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, while first off, you, you mentioned this, you, there's a period where you don't know what these gremlins look like, and then you just see nothing but gremlins for the rest of the movie. They're not hiding it whatsoever. Yeah, it's just nonstop. Which impressive because it's so much you just the, the puppetry is amazing. You told me that the in, in the beginning, just the scenes with Gizmo required a dozen supposedly there were anywhere from like 12 to 30 cables running out of the gizmo doll yeah completely off screen and then yeah like 12 puppeteers of like just doing different like it's not like one thing made the whole face it was one did the lip other guy did the upper lip and they had to find a way to synchronize it to make it look like a living being which must have taken forever not to mention like yeah like one of them like turns the head one of them like Mm -hmm. angles it in a weird way yeah no yeah i can't even imagine um, so now we got like 20, 30 gremlins in a bar. Yeah. So they're in. So now they're in the bar, but Kate's still there. And like, I guess they are letting her live because she's serving them drinks because they're, yep. they're drinking, they're smoking, they're gambling, <laughs> playing billiards, arcades. One of them, like two of them have guns. They're, yes. They're just, yeah, they're just the, the worst people. Yeah. And Stripe is like gambling. And he's got like a girl gremlin. Yes. Because some <laughs> gremlins identify as women in this movie. Yeah. So his girl is there and catches a guy cheating at cards. Yeah. So Spike's got to shoot that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Is it Spike or Stripe? Stripe. <laughs> You're right. I keep calling him Spike. Well, Spike is a more apropos name for him because he, it's like a more aggressive name, uh, but he doesn't have any. He was named Stripe because he has like a mohawk hair. Yes. Cut. But yeah, no, like his like, I guess his bottom bitch gremlin <laughs> like yes. caught this guy cheating and he just shoots him. Um, But yeah, Phoebe is... uh. You know, she's serving them drinks and lighting cigarettes and stuff, and she's like, "Please don't bite me." Like that's she's just like in in uh, forced like servitude. Yes. <laughs> and before we get into how Phoebe Cates gets out of the situation, yeah, can we talk about all the gremlin spots in the bar that were hilarious and uncomfortable for me? Yeah, sure. Yes, you were very uncomfortable. There was uh, one break dancing, like flash <laughs> yes. dance, yes, which was hilarious because they showed off his little legs with leg warmers on yep. it. I do want to say my favorite one was, uh, you know, th- they had all this craziness and everyone's acting rambunctious energetic and just de- degenerate and but randomly there was one 
that was just it was a somber cool one that was just alone like drinking like uh, like a I knew you loved he that had one. a whiskey glass and like he a was Frank just, Sinatra hat yeah and and he he was just alone on a, a uh, on a table he had a table by himself he ha- he had a whiskey glass that he was sipping from and then there was also a bottle of Jack Daniels Did you say it was very noir it was it was yeah it was very like there was a I I wanted to know what his story was yeah and then <laughs> randomly you just see like a, pu- a hand puppet. A real like uh, like a, a in canon hand puppet, and then you just hear like the voice of another grandma like 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 trying to like it went yeah trying to take him out of this serious moment, and then uh, I think uh, he, he he gets mad and takes a mallet to its head. Yeah, you just like he just like uh, he just bludgeons him. A very Looney Tune sound effect too comes out of it. Yeah, yeah, he just but he's so nonplussed and just he, he almost has he's out of all this like uh, chaos, he's the outside of m- maybe Stripe, he's the only other one that's kind of just morose. Yes, the outsider amongst outsiders. Right. But yeah. And then so like I guess like so then how how uh Kate gets out of it. She lights a cigarette for one of uh, one of the uh, gremlins with like it has three cigarettes in his mouth. Oh yeah, that's how badass he is. I guess, but like because the the, the match was close to his face, the light bothers him. I guess she realizes, or I don't, I don't know if they ever said it to her. The rules. Mm-hmm. No. She realizes that the light bothers them, so she finds this uh, old Polaroid camera and starts to using the flash to like scare them off. It bothers them. Yeah, it makes them fall off their bar stool. Yeah, one of them. I mean, like Stripe still has a gun and. Fires on her. Well, actually, not Stripe. It was, was actually guy? a burglar gremlin that had like a. Oh yeah, you're right. He had like a. He had the face mask, like, like ski mask. Yes. Or I don't even think it was a ski mask. I think it was just like a beanie that he cut, cut holes, holes in. into. Yeah, yeah. That's attention to detail that they didn't have to do. That just gives it a whole level of. Uh, it's so backstory. good. So last second, when that burglar gremlin was about to shoot Phoebe Cates because she ran out of Polaroids, it wouldn't yeah. flash anymore. A flash comes out of nowhere in his headlights. Yeah. And it's Billy. And his to, foreign together. car. And his foreign car. Blinds the gremlin. She manages to escape. The car doesn't work, so they got to huff it. Foreign cars. And I think while they're huffing it, that's when they find out all the gremlins have moved to the theater. <laughs> yeah. So now we're at the theater. Now we're at Hi-Ho. Now we're at the gremlins love Disney movies. And they realize they're in the movie theater because they see one gremlin eating popcorn by himself. But there's like <laughs> no food left. All the yum-yums are gone. <laughs> yeah. I love that scene in the movie theater also. The one, my favorite gremlin in the whole movie is the one that has decided to put empty popcorn bags over his ears and just rattle his head for no reason. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's my favorite. Like a like a disturbed child with like too much sugar. and uh, <laughs> I, I just love that one. I don't know. If, that, if I was a gremlin, that would be me. I don't like, know. Like, don't bug me, but I want to while out in the movie theater and just enjoy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to kill. I just want to eat popcorn and watch fucking Disney movies. And Billy has to come up with a plan now. He's, he's going to make a gas leak and blow the joint up. Yeah, pretty intense me- method of extermination, but I guess effective. So he makes a gas leak, but on his way out, they see the silhouette of Kate and Billy walking out. Yeah. And they go buck wild. Before that, though, Stripe 
Stripe uh, just decided he wanted more food, Good so point. he just stepped out to, to to get more food for himself. He sees a sign outside across the street that says candy, and he says yum yum, and he just goes right to it. So he crossed the street. He's so he's the out of the theater. Now. Yeah, yeah. So they they while they're being chased out, they manage to lock all the gremlins in. The place blows up. All the gremlins are dead, and once again, Stripe is the last one standing. Yeah. So this is a glorious bastards. Before, <laughs> but, but uh, instead of Hitler, it's little gremlins. So now they got a, so Stripe is now in a toy store. Billy, in the department store. Oh, Stripe. <laughs> and Billy, who again, I would say Billy's mom would have done a lot better at the end. Yeah. But wimpy ass Billy goes in chasing a stripe with a bat. First, uh, he breaks open he breaks open uh, the the glass with like this plastic toy, and then I guess like before he he when he enters like a well he he separates from Kate and says Kate he tells Kate to watch uh, Gizmo, you know, typical alpha male guy being like girl be the girl and take care of the baby. Yeah, hold Gizmo. Yeah, I've got a bat. And it's like, okay, like maybe this is going to be a, a badass badass action hero moment. No, he's terrible. <laughs> he, 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 like, I guess he... Kinda... Some hits he takes makes it realistic of why he's so wounded to fight this little-ass gremlin. Sure. I think one that I remember was, like, he gets hit with a fastball. Yeah. But from a fastball machine, a, a baseball. A couple times, yeah, yeah. In the pit in the back, it sends him flying. Yeah. Then uh, Stripe throws a box at him. And mm-hmm. it causes him to fall into shelves that are made out of glass. Yeah. Fucks up his back. Buzz He's having sauce. trouble getting up. Yeah. And oh, he, right. He threw buzzsaws at him. He threw buzzsaws. It, it didn't uh, hurt him, but that could have fucked him up pretty bad. Who throws buzzsaws? Stripe. <laughs> uh, I guess, like, while he was on the ground. Because he, he couldn't even get up. He was dazed. He was pretty yeah, hurt. Yeah, he was, he was fucked up. And then, like, he, you just hear the sound of a chainsaw. Hell yeah. And his face said what I said out loud. Oh, no! <laughs> yes. And then... You see, uh, you see, Stripe with a chainsaw runs at him. Ru- yeah, runs, not full, full clip. Just duh, 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 duh. you also get a great camera uh, shot of it's over the shoulder. Yeah, and it's just a gremlin running with a chainsaw right at a fallen guy. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. Still. just him blocking with a bat with a wooden bat mm-hmm. it's slowly it's slowly, slowly being chipped away yeah. yeah it's i was like this uh, how much of how much of the props is is, is this because it looked pretty legit mm. like i have no doubt that that was that at least parts of the scene were a real chainsaw and a real wooden bat being yeah. like uh slowly eaten through and he's just struggling and i'm like dude this guy you've you've uh you've been on the defense the entire time yeah the Stripe is just on offense. Wasn't very well run. planned. Yeah. No, he had a bat. <laughs> but something happens where Billy manages to like blind uh, Stripe because then Stripe falls down and the chainsaw like drags on the floor with Stripe holding his eyes but still holding on to the chainsaw. Yeah. I'm assuming Phoebe Cates at that point had turned on the lights. I think it was her, yeah. So he didn't even do that. It was she got him out of it. Yes. It, so he he, he uh, Stripe just disappears with the chainsaw. And he just struggles to get up limping. He's like, his like arm is like screwed up. Also, the chainsaw's unplugged. 
Yeah, well, he, so Phoebe, uh, uh, while like helping out and stuff with the light uh, and making things worse with the music, she also makes things worse by turning on a, a water fountain in the gardening area. Yes. Yeah, that's true. That's how he finds the water. Yes. And he goes, glub, glub, and then water. And then he looks to his left in the same shot and says, gun. <laughs> <laughs> he had everything he needed. He Every- was already winning. Everything's going for Stripe right now. <laughs> yeah. So now that we know Billy can't save the day, Billy, with no plan whatsoever, yeah. no weapon even, no. walks into the garden area where that fountain is, where Stripe yeah. has already climbed the fountain, yeah. ready to jump into the water. Yeah. So now that Kate has done her spot, Gizmo now has to save the day. Yeah, because the dad shows up outside with the, with the with Barney. The dog, yeah. Yeah. The dog jumps in, but Gizmo gets in his car that they hinted earlier that he wanted to drive a car. He was yeah. watching some movie. Mm. And then he jumps in the car, and he's riding a little toy car. Yeah, a little pink, a little pink like uh, radio controlled car yeah and he's like driving around barney he goes like bye bye wolf wolf (laughs) yeah drives over some toys and then sees stripe goes off a ramp i guess because stripe like put his finger in the water and it's already glowing and bubbling yes his finger yeah he's in the water gizmo goes off a ramp sends him flying across the garden room where he hits a windowsill drops down so you think like ah shit gizmo fucked up he fucked up the landing hit the wall but then very quickly i think stripe notices gizmo and takes a shot with the gun at yes. Gizmo. Yeah. But Gizmo pulls on the... Yes, and he goes, bright light, or bright light. Yeah, he goes, or, bright light. He pulls the string for the blinds, and then, bam, all the light comes in. Hits Stripe, who's in the water. So you get a weird scene of him trying to multiply with all those like disgusting bubbles in his back. And this is my most disgusting scene. <laughs> You're right. That is the most <laughs> disgusting scene. I forgot about that. Because like his face melts off in a bubbly, just, you see, uh, like a like a monkey skeleton of just, and, and with like... And he's like gargling. Bubbling flesh, screaming, gargling. alive being melted alive i do want to bring up the person who whoever was in charge of that scene i don't know who was in charge of more in the movie but that specific scene was the same guy who created the scene in indiana jones raiders of the lost ark the melting nazi face scene okay another, same, another traumatic scene yeah. right same guy did that scene it, it looks great i don't know like like I, i'm not gonna pretend like i know what the tricks are was it like it probably like, like stop motion or something maybe he actually melted something either way it looked amazing yeah it, uh, a lot of credit to the to, to how it looked to the special effects but need, you know suffice to say it was disturbing to look at and it was because uh, he because this is the first time pure sunlight hit one of these gremlins yes and uh and we didn't know what to do because yeah we knew that it was going to kill it but we didn't know what it was going to mean for the water because he touched the water first Mm-hmm. And I guess he he it just, he just dies. He like falls over with his melted skeleton, still kind of alive. Yeah, he falls into like the deep end of the fountain. Yeah, where it submerges his body completely. So he's completely melted. He's like half skeleton, half meat, but he's completely submerged. So you think he's just dead. 
Yeah. They all assume victory, but there's one last scare. It wouldn't be an 80s horror movie without one last jump scare. Mm-hmm. So his skeleton, somehow with no muscles, jumps out of the water, <sighs> hits the floor, scares everybody. It still had, like, his white... Uh, like his his he still had white eyeballs with no pupils. Like right, it still was there. Very disgusting. Yeah. And then he just melts away. Yeah, like an, into a, but it doesn't it doesn't just melt. Like it's still a pulsating bubble of yes. slime that even even mushroom the dog the actor who, the actor dog who played Barney was like was curious like is it, is it dead? Yeah, and then he was just like nope, and turns around and runs away. <laughs> then you know one of those guys on the staff fucked with it. <laughs> he made it, <laughs> they made it bubble one more time like one last heartbeat. Yeah, and the dog was like Whoop! ran away <laughs> fuck this yeah. and, and that's how they kill stripe and that's how they save the day yeah but uh also somewhere in there uh billy just when he separated he just planted one on uh on Kate. just give her a kiss snuck a kiss on her yeah he deserved it at that point he was he was an idiot but he 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 risked his life yeah he was gonna yeah and, and accomplish nothing he didn't do anything he didn't like he didn't do anything he got the real heroes there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he he removed the mom. <laughs> True. But I still, guess he saved the mom. But he got Gizmo there, and that's who got the win. Gizmo wins. Yeah, the town is fucked. Uh, yeah, they they I think like there was a a, a a TV announcement, and an anchorman mentioned that like um, little green men have taken over. Yeah, but they're gone now. And and uh, Deagle, Miss Deagle, she's that she's dead, and yeah, that there are people like like there are people that died. So the last scene of the movie is they go back to their house, the family, yeah. Billy and his family. And Kate. And Kate. And out of nowhere, because the mom is there also, she's fully recovered now. Well, she's not fully recovered. Yeah. But she's there. You think you're done with the the jump scares? Yes, but there's the Undertaker's there. It <laughs> turns around and <laughs> it's the old Asian guy, but he's, I thought he was tall for a second. Like, he looked oh, like the Undertaker he, for he a second. He was really tall. He was like a seven footer. But no, he's standing on like uh, two stairs, two two steps. Yes, it was just to scare you. And then the Chinese guy goes like, you dumb white people. Lock your doors. <laughs> yeah. <just laughs> Why am I in here? Give me back my Mogwai. Yeah, that uh, was a mistake. You guys... Can't you guys can't handle the responsibility that comes from a Mogwai? Threw the two hundred dollars back on the couch. Yeah, just threw that shit like, poof. and uh, he just took he took Gizmo back. Yeah, I was sad when I was young. I thought like they were gonna keep Gizmo. I thought that, wouldn't the logical sense be to kill Gizmo? No, why not? He was the cause of all this. That's why you can't have pets, Elmer. You gotta love your doggies. If my doggies reprodu- reproduced uh, like demon doggies with water, I would have to kill my. Doggies. My dog grew cocoon eggs. I would burn those cocoon eggs. <laughs> but I would hide my dog from society <laughs> and water. Let it live his full life. <laughs> okay, but like, so the, he takes the well as he's taking Mogwai away, and I guess I guess it's a sad moment for people who who like him. Also, Mister Wing is speaking Mogwai to the Mogwai. Yeah, yeah, he's speaking back. You know, definitely talking shit. Yeah, and then so, uh, and uh, and and so before he leaves, he was like, "Oh, uh, uh, Billy, uh, what do you call? Gizmo has something to say." And then uh, Gizmo says... No, I love this scene. This scene also disturbed you also. Hi, Billy. <laughs> Billy. I let out like a, mo- like a groan. <laughs> and you, you got really, really tickled by it. It was your final groan, like, this movie's done. Uh. <laughs> and, and, <ugh. laughs> I was like... Who uh. likes gremlins? <laughs> They're all gross. Ugh. Yeah, and then the Chinese guy walks off of uh, with uh, Gizmo, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Now that we wrapped up the storytelling, and went over all the characters. I do have some Gremlin fun movie facts. Okay. All right. 
Now, originally, the movie was supposed to be much darker. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, sp- like, Spielberg kind of turned it into, like, what it was. Okay. Uh, so, like, there were some death scenes that were taken out because they thought it would be way too gruesome. So, well, it was already pretty gruesome. Right. Yeah. So, imagine if Spielberg didn't touch this shit. It would just it would have just been a straight-up horror movie. Oh, God. So, the mom was supposed to lose to the gremlins. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I had an impending sense that she was supposed she was going to die after taking out a couple. So, the mom was supposed to get decapitated. Oh, God. And when Billy enters the house... The gremlins were supposed to throw that the head down the stairs. Ah. Uh, also, the the gremlins were supposed to eat the dogs. I think prior to that. Yeah, because at one point they they just like they hung before the they were up. even gremlins, they were they were still like gizmo like Mogwai. They just hung it. I thought it was dead when because it was like just kind of still. It was just chilling. Yeah, being suspended by Christmas lights on the porch, but yeah, yeah. it was alive. And then also the science teacher who gets killed. Yeah, uh, that had a pull on that too because originally, which does make more sense. The science teacher was supposed to be stabbed in the head by like ten syringes. Ah! Because if you think about it, one syringe in the ass ain't gonna kill you. It depends on what the uh, syringe is filled with. Another scene was here's the darkest scene. Darker than decapitated mom head rolling down. Yes, because I think this is also like when they were trying to make fun of Americans again. Like I think the grandmas are parodying Americans okay. and killing them, acting like crazy Americans. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to trap a bunch of customers in a McDonald's. And eat the customers. Ah! Who knows what that would have looked like. Another thing is that Gizmo was supposed to be Stripe. They were all right. supposed to be bad guys. Oh, okay. And then Spielberg was like, it was like the last draft of the script. And it was still Gizmo was supposed to be striped, uh, Stripe. And Spielberg's like, no, you need, you need to have one of them be good. Which I think does save the movie where like it's a rewatchable movie now. It's not just an 80s horror movie. It is almost like a Christmas movie that you could enjoy. Because mm-hmm. there's a good, cute guy in it. I do agree with the narrative of just like they just turn bad at the, um but I, I see the appeal of having one still be good. You gotta have the good guy. <laughs> I, I I don't care about Gizmo. Another thing is I think I already mentioned that Frank Welker is stripe, right? Oh yeah. Can you guess who Gizmo's voice is? Is it somebody I know? Probably. Is it a voice actor? Not really. Oh then no, I don't I don't know. Howie Mandel. Really? How old was Howie at this point? He was probably like a, like a teenager, kid? Probably not. He was probably like a young adult. Oh, wow. Like, I think he was already like a, a stand-up. But weird. Supposedly Frank Welker was That's like, random. get get this guy to do it, who's not even into voice acting and Howie Mandel tried it. And I'm not going to lie. I, I had no idea it was him. I would have been fine. To be honest, I wish I didn't know it was him, Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> I like thinking it was just like a gizmo voice. Yeah. But it's Howie Mandel doing the voice. Now I can't look at Bobby's world anymore. So, this story was written by this guy called Chris Columbus. Who Christopher went Columbus? No, just Chris Columbus. Gotcha. Christopher Columbus being canceled. I don't know if you knew that. Oh. oh, that's right. But Chris Columbus, who wrote this movie, went on to direct both Home Alone movies. Really? Yeah. Wait, pretty- the guy who... Oh, why didn't we watch those movies? Those are good Christmas movies. You should movies. have mentioned your favorite Christmas movie. I... <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you you're watching this shit. <laughs> Um. Uh, also, I'm gonna bring up how much the movie made. So the film's budget was 11 million dollars, mm-hmm. and when when all was said and done, it brought in a total in the box office of 212 million. God damn. Yeah, big time movie. It even came out the following year. It was so popular. They 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 re-released it. Hmm. Did Gremlins two take place in Christmas as well? Gremlins 2 doesn't have to do with Christmas. It's more like it takes place in New York. I mean, to be fair, Gremlins 1 didn't have to do with Christmas. It just happened it was, on Christmas. I think it does help it, though. Even though it had not, it didn't really need to be around Christmas, 
the fact that it's like the festive time of year, I think it's more contrast for the Gremlins to cause mischief on that night of all nights. Okay, that's true. But also, um, you, you you know, like you would think like I, I think like there's already this thing of like not mischievous, but uh, elves that make toys, and you know, there's a jovial elves, and these are just like the opposite. True. Yeah. They also kill Santa. They yeah, they literally do. So I'm gonna end this with this, Elmer. Please. <laughs> because you were so disturbed by this movie, uh-huh. I'm more curious who you feel was the true star of this movie. Billy's the main character, but uh-huh. who do you think was the star of the movie? The star? Who came off the best to you? I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, Billy's the one that it, it's kind of focused around, but it, it's, it's definitely, it, it's not, it, it, it's the Kremlins. You're right. I was gonna say, I was thinking you're either gonna say the mom or Gizmo. And in my heart, I would say Gizmo, but you're right. The Gremlins are the star of the movie. Yeah. At some point, the movie loses its plot, and for a good 20 minutes, it just becomes Gremlin spots. Right. The plot becomes, oh, like, uh, you thought that was plot. No, those are, you were, they were just building these characters and then how they deal with the real, the, real, um, the real plot, which is them surviving these Gremlins. Now, would you recommend this movie for Christmas, or would you recommend it as a horror movie? Both. I mean, like, not, not yeah, I would re- recommend it as a horror movie. I don't really. I loved your original answer. I th- I think it could be both. It's it's a Christmas movie yeah. and it's a horror movie. Watch it for Christmas. Elmer, for a second, recommended to watch this for Christmas. I didn't. I take it back. We could delete that. So we're going to end this with a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>